8. We'll be looking at verses 25 through the end of the chapter. Verses 25 through 40. So the chapter begins with Saul, and he is instrumental at this point in time with the persecution and the scattering of the believers there in Jerusalem. So what we're reading tonight is a further unfolding of what began in the early part of the chapter with the persecution and the scattering of the believers. In verse 8, it's a very succinctly, Luke uh, shares with us that there was much rejoicing in that city. And that city specifically is a city of Samaria. Uh, scholars have narrowed it down to either Git, Gitim or Shechem, one of those. But there was much rejoicing because they heard the gospel. Uh, specifically the good news of Jesus. And the rejoicing comes because they had received, those precious people there had received the good news of Jesus. And in Jesus, they have found a remedy for their sin. Sin that would damn them is now forgiven when they look in faith to Christ. And there it is. So there was much rejoicing in that city. No shortage of rejoicing where Jesus is received. So the summary statement there. Well, Philip has been instrumental here in Samaria. is one that brought the good news of Jesus there. He's preaching the word many received. There's much rejoicing. We get to verse 25 there. And evidently God's not through. He's not through with Philip and he's not through with his bringing of salvation, bringing of the good news of Jesus. He's not through with Philip. He's got more for Philip to do. So we'll pick it up there. We'll read the text and then we'll talk about it. Verse 25. So when they had solemnly testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they started back to Jerusalem and were preaching the gospel to many villages of the Samaritans. But an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, get up and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert road. So he got up and went. And there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. And he had come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was returning and sitting in his chariot. And was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go up and join 
this chariot. So Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, Well, how could I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now, the passage of Scripture which he was reading was this. He was led as a sheep to slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he does not open his mouth. In humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who will relate his generation for his life? is removed from the earth. The eunuch answered Philip and said, Please tell me, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning from this scripture, He preached Jesus to him. As they went along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, Look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he ordered the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water... The Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch no longer saw him, but went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he passed through, he kept preaching the gospel to all the cities until he came to Caesarea, the word of the Lord. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you that this word in front of us is breathed out by you, that it is inspired, and that it's profitable to us to, when we open it and read it, when we take it in, when we think about it, when we receive it, when we hear it. And Lord, we would just ask tonight that you bring forth fruit from the hearing and the study of your word. Uh, So we thank you in advance, Lord, for what you're going to show us. And I just pray that each one here is edified, strengthened, built up in you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I think 
this uh, portion of scripture shows the heart of God Almighty for the lost. I read this and I think of our Lord Jesus. Think of him. Think of his instruction to us from John chapter 10, that he is the good shepherd, that he is the door of the sheep. Think of that. Think of the story he told about the shepherd who leaves the 99 and goes in search of the one, the one lost sheep. And that's what I see here. I mean, they had been in Jerusalem and they had seen multitudes saved in Jerusalem. They had seen firsthand the power of the gospel. I think they, they see what Paul later described as the power of the gospel revealed in the preaching of Jesus. They go to Samaria because of the persecution. Philip there in Samaria. And what did we read a while ago? But that there was much rejoicing in that city. Everywhere they go, there are people, multitudes, evidently, receiving the gospel, receiving Jesus. And as they scatter, as these disciples scatter, they're preaching the word. And that's what we find in verse 25. Let's dig into this text. So when they had solemnly testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they started back to Jerusalem. Job evidently's done. But one thing, let's go back to Acts 1 verse 8. Not so fast. Not so fast, you disciples. You know, we've, we've done our mission. We... We, we started in Jerusalem. We went to Samaria. Right there it is. Verse 8 of Acts 1. And you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea. And there it is. What's that next one? And Samaria. And even to the remotest part of the earth. Hmm. I wonder if the Lord knows something that his disciples may have forgotten or may have not known. The Bible says they were starting back to Jerusalem there in verse 25, and they're preaching the gospel to many villages of the Samaritans. But, right there it is, that's a adversative, that but there, that conjunction to show a contrast. Evidently, God's got something else in mind. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been on your way doing your thing? And God says, he just puts a conjunction right there in your path. He does it. He does it. Uh, that's our Lord. And he has a mind to go after that one sheep that is lost. Look at, uh, it, it, it is interesting as we, as we look at this, see if, you can, uh, see if you can count all of the forces of heaven and earth that God brings together in a few short verses to save one soul. 
and he's, we've got Philip, and we, and we know he's going to find this other gentleman. But there's an angel there in verse 26, so there's one. Who was that masked man? Where did that angel come from? We don't have anything else but that an angel, right there, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, get up and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. And then Luke tells us this is a desert road. Now, you've been in Jerusalem, and you've seen the multitudes, and you've been in Samaria, and you saw some more multitudes, but now you're going to a desert road. You know, God is, He is all wise, and He knows. He knows not only where that one lost sheep is, but He knows how to direct His disciples to that lost sheep. I love the fact that God has a program for evangelism, for bringing the good news of Jesus to others, and he works that plan of evangelism, and he is looking for willing disciples to fulfill that great commission mandate to take the gospel. I love this. So he's going to, let's see, get up. The angel says, get up and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert road. I think one of the, um, one of the miracles here in this passage is, is verse 27. So he got up and went. You know, there's not an extended conversation between Philip and the angel. There's no argument of, you know, what, what sense does that make? This is a desert road. Haven't we seen multitudes come to Jesus? Haven't we been successful? But he got up and went. He got the word from the angel of the Lord and Philip got up and went and there was an Ethiopian eunuch. Lo and behold, there was someone on that desert road. The Bible tells us about this man. He is an Ethiopian. And back then, Ethiopia is the remotest part of the earth. And God is fulfilling his great commission through his disciples. There he is, the Ethiopian eunuch, and he's a court official of Candace. So he is in the royal court, the royal entourage. This man. And uh, Candace is the queen. She's the queen of the Ethiopians. What in the world is this man doing on a desert road going to Gaza? Well, the Bible says that this man was in charge of all her treasure. That was his job. You know, Paul says that the, of those who are believers in Christ, that there's not many noble. This man 
appears to me to be approaching some nobility. He's in the, he's in the uh, company of the, of the queen. And the Bible says that not only was he in charge of all her treasure, but that he had come to Jerusalem to worship. Now, in this man's estate, as he had gone to Jerusalem to worship, he probably, more than likely, had a fear of God. He had a desire to worship God, but this desire, void of Jesus, is incomplete. I mean, you can, you know, you can take, you can participate in the so-called worship of God, not knowing Jesus, and not be any, really be any better off when the worship is over than you were when it was going on. His knowledge of God is incomplete. There's some knowledge of God, but it, as such, it is incomplete. And this man, in his condition, would have not been welcome. He'd, about the court of the Gentiles, I think, is as far as he would have been able to, to be. He would not have a front row seat at all. He is a social outcast and in some ways a religious outcast, even though he desires and has followed through on that desire to worship God. So there he is. The Bible says he was returning, so the worship is over. I was trying to think, I didn't run across this in any reading, but I was trying to figure out the feast. I mean, for him to come from Ethiopia would have had to have been a celebration. So I'm wondering if it was Pentecost or if enough time had lapsed that it was something else. I'm not, I'm not real sure, but it was a feast. And he would have been, you know, he would have been involved in some of the festivities at least. But there he is and he's returning and he's sitting in his chariot. And he's reading the prophet Isaiah. So we, we already counted that. We've counted Philip. We've counted the angel. We are going to count the scripture. He's reading the prophet Isaiah. God is bringing the forces of heaven and earth to bear on this Ethiopian eunuch's conversion. Oh, the lengths that the good shepherd will go to retrieve the one sheep that is lost. The lost sheep. I, I see the Lord doing this. I, it, it's very encouraging to me to know that even in our Lord Jesus' high priestly ministry, he is still the, the good shepherd looking for the lost sheep. He's up there directing traffic. There's a lost sheep on the road, on a desert road to Gaza. And the Lord is going to dispatch the forces of heaven and earth to retrieve that lost sheep 
And ultimately, the gospel will go to the remotest part of the earth. That is the wisdom of our God. Aren't you glad he loves us that much? Well, he does. Then the Spirit said to Philip, there's one more, the Spirit. We've got Philip. We've got the Spirit. We've got the angel. We've got the Word. The Lord's bringing all this together. I would say this is what we would call a divine appointment. All of the Lord. And I trust that as we go through this, you're thinking of the Lord and how he brought the forces of heaven and earth together for your conversion. What are the circumstances around your conversion? Oh, I I would think it had something to do with a willing disciple there to share the good news of Jesus with you. Perhaps another willing disciple was praying for you. I would think it probably had something to do with the word of God. And somewhere along the line, God spoke his word, maybe through many people, maybe through a few, maybe through one. But that the Lord was arranging your conversion. He's good at that. And I I just, I love this, the way he just is the good shepherd. He's, he is, he is on the trail of this lost sheep, this Ethiopian eunuch. The spirit said to Philip, go up and join this chariot. Your heart just, you, you just love Philip here. I know there's lots of things to love about this conversion, but Philip never, there's never back and forth. Like, are you, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's take it easy here, God. This is, can, this is obviously a nice chariot. I'm just going to run up. You think there may have been a guard? Maybe, I mean, does Candace have secret service? I don't know. I can't imagine her on a desert highway with just this guy. He, I mean, there he is reading the Bible. <laughs> is he going to protect Candace? I don't know. But it's got to be the Spirit just prompts Philip, tells him, go, go, go join the chariot. Go up and join this chariot. Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet. Now, they say back in the day, people read out loud all the time. That was more common than reading silently. So Philip ran up. This is the obedience of Philip here. And he heard him, this eunuch, reading Isaiah the prophet and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, Well, how could I unless someone guides me? 
And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. So that probably went something like the Ethiopian eunuch looked at him and said, Hey, you have some time? Come on up and sit in the chariot with me. They're about to have a Bible study right there on the Gaza Road. And he said, well, um, ready for this uh, Bible study, the passage of Scripture? I love this. Luke records it for us. The passage of Scripture which he was reading was this. He was led as a sheep to slaughter. And as a lamb before shear is silent, so he does not open his mouth. In humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who will relate his generation for his life is removed from the earth? Now, this is out of Isaiah 53. I think it's verse uh, 7b through 8a. There it is. And so the eunuch there in verse 34 answered Philip and said, please tell me. And by the way, this, this eunuch asks the question. This is the question. In fact, what's so interesting is some scholarly people are still asking that question and they still hadn't figured it out. But Philip knew the answer to the eunuch's question. And uh, so, so he says, who, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of someone else? Both questions are great. Some people think, like I said, the scholarly people, some of them think it was Isaiah. Isaiah wasn't talking about himself. And Philip tells him, then Philip opened his mouth and beginning from this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. Keep in mind, this is before one line of the New Testament was written. And they are on that chariot, in that chariot, and they are having this Bible study. And Philip, we were talking about, you know, every now and then we'll talk about inroads to the lives of people, the hearts of people, the minds of people, how you can get into that gospel conversation with folks. Well, listen, ask the Lord to open the door. And I think from reading this tonight, the Lord delights in open doors. He delights in opening the door. And Philip, he preached, he, he started at this scripture and he preached Jesus to him. And, and this reminds us of the 24th chapter of Luke. Remember the road to Emmaus. And remember what happened. Jesus beginning, <laughs> he started and he preached Jesus. He preached himself to those two on the road to Emmaus. Read that uh, story there, that whole storyline, and you'll see he has a Bible study with them as they walk along the way. And it, it's, uh, it'll remind you of this verse 35 here. But Philip is preaching Jesus. It's all about Jesus. As they went along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, water. What prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, and this, these are good words to say. He said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. 
That's a statement of faith. And he ordered the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water. Philip as well as the eunuch. And he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The closest thing we have to that is over in Kings, first and second Kings with Elijah and Elisha. Just one minute they're there and the next minute, <laughs> where to go? And that's the, that's the language here, that Philip was just snatched away and the eunuch no longer saw him, but went on his way rejoicing. Powerful. But it gets better. I love verse 40. But Philip found himself as at Azotus, meaning he didn't know where he was necessarily being snatched away to, but he found himself at Azotus. Now, Azotus, we believe, is the equivalent of the Philistine city of Ashdod. That's what we think. So he's in this area of the Philistines, and what's he going to do? Is he going to look for a Motel 6? Is he through? No, look at this. Philip is just, he is a man on a mission with the help of the Lord. And as he passed through, he kept preaching the gospel to all the cities until he came to Caesarea. And you know what? We're not going to see Philip again until, I think it's Acts 20. And he has four daughters and he's living in Caesarea. But there's a, we, we have ways to go before we get there, but we'll get there. And it's time, uh, it's time to dismiss. But boy, that warms your heart. Um, not only think of yourself as the recipient of the gospel and God's care for you and in in tracking down the lost sheep, but think of yourself as well as having been found by the Lord, him using you, dispatching you to retrieve other lost sheep. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this story of this Ethiopian eunuch and how in just... um, Lord, in a way that only you could orchestrate, this eunuch, this Ethiopian, went on his way back to Ethiopia and took the gospel all the way to the remotest part of the earth. Lord, you are so good and so wise, and you continue uh, to work your will in our lives Lord, help us uh, to be involved in your plan to bring lost souls to Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen.